For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. <laughs> there it is, episode 94. Woo! And yeah. And it's a sad, it's sad for some um, of us. Yeah, I would say it's sad, I guess. I'm sad. I'm not. This is the most fun I've had the entire time we've done the podcast. Good. Wow. It only took roughly two years to have mm. fun. And <laughs> Brom, yes, you sir. sad, happy. What's going on here? Uh, I am. I'm. I think I'm. I'm happy. I am ready to put the Ooh. Godzilla movie month to bed. Um, I was kind of holding out, hoping that this was going to right the ship for me. And I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, it sounds like you guys. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, but uh, it's going to be a divisive one, and uh, I think we're going to let some uh, fireworks loose. I think that's probably right. I I, I would kind of agree. I think even though I think my opinion on this film matches most others, I actually think my opinion of the previous film in this year in the American series might not. I think there's going to be a lot of differences of opinion potentially for this series. Stick around, listeners. Mm. Mm. For Jamie. After mm. hours. Oh, I'm going to be going first on my uh, my ratings because I yes, I, but I then have but then but then when you do the other movie, you'll be going after after hours. Oh, I see. Right. We'll just do this. We'll do the credits, and then you can just continue on for however long. And then um, you mean my micropod about can, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, the second Lara very Croft. Very true. Film? Jamie approached me at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. He was stalking me, mm-hmm. and this is accurate. He said, "He said, Kyle," and I said, "What are you doing? Where'd you come from? Said, Who are you?" This is, yeah. He um, his head popped out of a bunch of melons, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm disguised!" <laughs> uh, but anyways, besides that, he found a submarine in Laura Croft. Tomb Raider 2, right? Is that 2 or I think one? it would be called Lara Croft colon Tomb Raider. They didn't go for the second colon, which was a mistake. They did a dash, The Cradle of Life. It is a disappointment. Why not Why not do another Double colon? colon. Just go for it. If you're really going to do that, then you just got to go Those are the movies with Pam Anderson as her, right? <laughs> no. Oh. That's not even no. funny. You're talking about the double colon though, right, Zach? <laughs> Alex. <laughs> But Let's keep yeah, going. so anyways, so there's a there's basically a scene. Lara Croft, she's like shipwrecked. She's she's like basically on the verge of death, and uplifts a full blown nuclear submarine, and she's just like sitting on top of it, and her like colleagues come to rescue her, and it's literally in the film for six seconds, something like that. It's about the same as what was in the first uh, movie in the American Godzilla reboot. Uh, the 2014 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a, a, a similar amount of time for both of those. And we're, we're officially not going to count it, or or do we just want to mention it here, uh, and then that counts maybe, it, I guess? Maybe it'll end up as a micropod, because that's what I, I approached Kyle about, the possibility Ooh, of doing oh, yeah. short episodes where we do like a three-minute timed recap with a couple, uh, you know, just a couple little games that you play, and then you're out. You're out of 5,000 on that one. Okay. 
Yeah. 15, 20 minutes tops. No, but look for those in the future. Yeah, watch we'll them see. slowly expand until they are a full hour and a half. <laughs> and we're well, like, we'll ooh, micropod. <laughs> and then these really grow into a three hour ordeal, and everybody just stops listening. No, no, no. Everyone all of a sudden we realize. We realize that we made IHOP commercials into an hour episode, so. Right. To him straight. Yeah, that could have been a micropod in retrospect. Sorry. Right. Dive, 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 dive. <laughs> To submerge in sideways. Go Godzilla, go, go Godzilla. Godzilla's in your house, Godzilla's in my house. He's gonna get you when you go to sleep. Godzilla drives a Lambo, you know he ain't cheap. Go! What you doing now? Evening in Tokyo, burn it to the ground. Fighting King Kong and you fighting Mothra. Fight the whole world, you're Godzilla! Gonna miss it. Gonna miss it. <laughs> it's my crowning achievement. In well, why life. don't we just keep it the uh, theme song? I'm confused. Oh, we could. Yeah, just great. change the lyrics, Kyle, with each movie. <laughs> oh, oh okay. good idea. Yeah. Cool. Go. I go, will not James have a Bond. voice. Go. Go. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond drives an Aston Martin. You know he ain't cheap. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta change that. He's not. He's not driving a Lambo. <laughs> You no could easily do that, Kyle, for the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah. Very true. And very, you got to make sure he's true. also not driving a Lambo. Oh, right? some people do drive a Lambo. Yeah, but he drives American uh, Muscle. Wasn't that a Lambo, the one that went underwater? Hmm? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, yeah, he does drive a Lambo. Up on the ice. Mm. 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 Lambo. All mm. right. Anyways, Alex. You have loved every single one of these movies, so I can't even let you announce this one. Zach has had mixed feelings on them the whole time. So, Zach, for the final Godzilla Movie Month movie, which is your brainchild, what did we watch? Well, we watched uh, the 2019 film Godzilla King of the Monsters, yeah. Talk just like to be that clear. the rest of the podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? I always talk like... I already messed it up. <laughs> just to be clear, it's not King of the Monsters from Space Jam. It's just King of the Monsters, right? Yes, correct. This is not a surprise sequel to that movie. No. Unfortunately, yeah. Could have been. Yeah, eventually they'll just merge the franchises. Once LeBron has a Space Jam, they'll probably bring these two together. One would think. If they're smart about it. It would have been a welcome surprise, I'd say. Can you imagine... If LeBron was, yeah, movie, like LeBron's jamming on Godzilla at the end of this film, and you're like, word. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't watch that. You don't watch basketball? You would have no, watched that? I would have watched that. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. All right. Yes. Anyways, yes, the 2019 film, not Space Jam sequel, <laughs> starring... Kyle Chandler mm. as Dr. Mark Russell, Vera Farmiga, I'm sure I pronounced that very incorrectly, as Dr. <laughs> right. Emma Russell, Millie Bobby Brown as Madison Russell. We got a theme going on here. It's a family-oriented film, uh, oh. if that's uh-huh. what you're looking for. Uh-huh. Ken Wantambi reprising his role as Dr. Ishiro Shirazawa. You definitely butchered Watanabe. his name. Yeah, yeah Watanabe and his Shirazawa. 
Oh, well, well, well. Did you catch his last name? Uh, has anybody else ever seen the original Godzilla? Like the I've original one fifty four, Gojira one fifty four. Yeah, yes, yes. So of did course. you? I mean, you caught on that Ken's that Sarazawa. That's like the same name from the doctor from that original movie. The guy with the eye patch. Yeah, same oh. name. And then like so we can get to it once we get to the recap with Jamie. But the ending, well, the uh, final scene with Ken in this movie is similar to the original scene in the original movie um, when they go down. Mm. I won't spoil it. Similar, not perfect. Not perfect or not the same? Kyle, you're missing somebody Either in the um, cast that's that really needs to be mentioned. Sally Hawkins? No. Not really. Uh, Thomas Middleditch? Taiwan Lancaster? No. Uh, <laughs> O'Shea Jackson Jr., a.k.a. Ice Cube Jr.? No. Bradley Whitford? Yeah. yeah, he's my guy. <laughs> or West Wing. <laughs> what? Yeah, Bradley Whitford? That's yeah. Eric from Billy Madison. Yeah. Oh, and then he's on Westbrook. He worked for the president. Right. Westbrook. But, yeah, I feel like it was a it was an all-star cast when you look through those names. That's a pretty formidable cast. A lot of uh, TV actors in there. You're talking Charles it's Dance. It's a deep cast. It's not a star-studded cast. I'd That's say. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, some people on their way up, some people on their way down, and a lot of TV. Um, probably the person in the cast who's having the the most like t- uh, movie success right now, oddly, is Vera Farmiga, who's in all those um, horror films. Horror films, and she's yeah. in The Departed. Yeah, so I mean, she she seems to be kind of steady, very successful work right now. Whereas, yeah, people are the, on the, the rise first one of the, the series way. too that had a, had a completely different cast, and it was kind of the same thing too. It was it wasn't very star studded, in spite of the massive budget. Yeah, other than the people they killed off almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> now I will. Yeah, some about say, the 2014 film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like murder the most like famous actors in the film immediately, basically. I will need to say Sally Hawkins was in two phenomenal movies. They were called um, Paddington and Paddington Two. Hold and, your tongue. And she she uh, she fucked a fish man in that other film. Oh, God. They won an Oscar, so don't be too disgusted. They won Best Picture. The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. Said. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, yep, this was a different director, though, than the first one. Michael Dougherty took over. Uh, Columbus. Give me an OH. Our guy. Born and Columbus. raised. Oh, Columbus, I see. Ohio. Right. And so he he really not directed too much at all. Okay. Prior to this one. Just <laughs> <laughs> let Zach have his I'm not, I'm not a Buckeyes and, uh... fan. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Shall we jump into this guy? I mean, yeah, I let's, let's, let's yeah, we're just beat a dead a horse bit. right now. Just get it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So. They open this, and it's very much like a Transformers-type film, where at least you appreciate the fact that they don't pretend like the events of the first movie, which would have been devastating for the Earth, like, didn't happen. Everyone's, like, sitting there being like, I hope Godzilla's not coming back. That was weird, right? No, like, in this case, everything has changed. Five years ago, Godzilla came, defended Earth from two things known as the Titans, a.k.a. I mean, they kind of gave him the generic name Mutos at the time. 
Uh, but since then, Monarch has become like much, much bigger. And this was kind of like a, a funny little nitpick you can make. Like the amount of money they must have put into Monarch at that point would have been insane. Like just the facilities they had built at that point. Uh, and then they're like the whole point of the movie or part of the movie is them going to defund Monarch. It's like, how much must that program cost? Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. But uh, they um, basically, they found all of these Titans all over the world. So they know about King Kong, Skull Island. They know about Godzilla, but everyone kind of says, oh, we don't know where Godzilla is. But then there's like a whole bunch of other ones all around um, the world at that point. And we're introduced- like 17 or something 17 like total, yeah. Yeah. And Which is outrageous that they're even trying to defund Monarch because right. what are you gonna do said, it's such a large investment and they know that the monsters are there. They even have some of them housed in their facilities. Well, they were going to kill them. I think that's like, well, you know, yeah. yeah. We're going to defund you and we're going to kill them, which was part of my nitpick of the first film is why they would have just like hung out studying that giant spore that bore the Titans uh, for years and years and years without thinking maybe we should like cut this thing in half before studying it. Like they study dead things all the time and it's a giant like monster. But anyways... Uh, in this case, it's it clearly it's just like a funny aspect where they're like, and we're defunding you. It's like you've already, I mean, look at that facility they had in Antarctica. That thing would have, like the most expensive building on Earth. So like defunding it at that point seems um, kind of moot. You're not really saving much by defunding the program that you already sunk all your money into. Anyways, we're introduced to our main character, Dr. Emma Russell. She's a um, biologist, a paleobiologist. She's like de- uh, developing this new thing. Her daughter, played by Millie Bobby Brown, uh, what was her name? Um, I'm actually having trouble. Emma. No, sorry. What Dr. Emma, Jamie. Yeah. Emma. Sorry, sorry. What was the daughter's name, though? Madison. 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 So Madison is sitting there, and she's a little concerned about her mom. Her mom's been, like, working really hard on this new project or this new device that she's building. And she's kind of been in communication with her dad, even though they're estranged. It, it, it's it, it basically shown that their son had died in that first attack. They were employees of Monarch. He kind of dealt with it in one way. She dealt with it in a different way. She like dived into work with, with Monarch. He became an alcoholic and eventually started studying wolves Classic. out in Colorado. So and doing photography. Right. And so they've kind so of really- really won at the end of the day, Jamie? Who I think won? he did. It was a very relaxing lifestyle, I feel like he had. It was. You get to party and then, oh, maybe I just want to chill with some wolves. Exactly. Take some photos. And so uh, they've diverged their paths and the daughter's concerned about him, but also concerned about her mom at that point. And- what we find out is she's developed this new device to potentially control these titans. And they go, and we're immediately, we're like, word, there's Mothra. I love Mothra. And I personally love Mothra. I think it's a great, one of the great titans of the whole series that we had. And it's it's really fun to see Mothra. So Mothra basically hatches from uh, the cocoon, uh, or not, not cocoon, um, hatches from into larva state or whatever. And uh, comes out and is basically tearing apart like the whole facility. And they're like, oh, someone must have sabotaged this. Like they start to get a little concerned, but she's like, I'm going to use my device. Don't worry about it. We're going to, we'll we'll handle Mothra. And she goes in, she turns on this device and she's basically learned how to present like alpha signals to these Titans and she can press it and they basically like do whatever she wants them to do. She, she is the alpha. They submit to her. Yes. So it gets really calmed down. And at that point, uh, Millie Bobby Brown also runs in there and they're kind of like amazed by this creature. At the same time, big explosion in walks Charles Dance. Um, hold probably, on. Hold on. Probably. <laughs> Come on. 
In walks Tyron Lannister. I was going to say, probably best known for, uh, from The Golden Child, starring Eddie Tyron? Murphy, I think, at this point. Tywan um, Lancaster, actually. Yeah. And he walks bust in. He's like, fuck you guys. Shoots everyone. Goes in there and is like, we're taking Mothra. Don't even worry about it. We're taking your device and we're stealing you. And so That's a terrible Tywan Lancaster impression. Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm Tywan Lancaster. I'm taking Mothra. How's that? <laughs> That was, that was solid. That was good. Yeah. So they kidnap uh, Emma and I don't know Madison. What just happened here? But <laughs> so, anyways, Emma and Madison are kidnapped. Mothra flies out and goes into a waterfall to turn into a pupa. And basically, I, I'm not even sure. Should have been a pupa. Shouldn't have been a cocoon. It's a Mothra, right? Moth, Mothra. Anyways, um, a pupa would have been a butter- butterfly. Come on. Anyways. At the same time, they, they're doing this big kind of semi-humorous uh, presentation in front, of the, in front of Congress. Congress is like, hey, we're going to defund you. And our scientists, which we knew from the 2014 Godzilla film, uh, Ishiro uh, uh, Serizawa and Vivian Graham, uh, they, are, um, uh, they are basically giving this whole presentation about why they shouldn't be defunded and how Godzilla is really like the defender of Earth. And... At the same time, they get notice that something's happened at this monarch facility, and they just, like, skedaddle. And it's really bad. Obviously, monarch's going to get, like, defunded. And, but they have to go because this is, like, a, a huge, huge deal. And so um, the first thing they do is they approach Kyle Chandler, who plays the husband, um, Dr. Uh, Mark Russell. And they're basically like, we need you to—we just got to let you know. We're bringing you as a consultant. You need to help us kind of figure out what the next move is. Because your wife's here, they, been kidnapped, and you you understand the Titans second best. She she knows it best. You're second. You're gonna help us. And he goes in, and basically immediately is like, "You should have killed these things." Because guess what? I killed my son. And I'm not totally into the idea that you have 17 of these goddamn things hold up all across the earth, including in like Wyoming. Like, come on, yeah, it's right there. And in Arizona has one, all kinds of stuff. And so. Uh, they they kind of he kind of like storms out at that point but eventually because he's they're, they're like in a, like an underwater basically they're in like a uh an atlantic base or something like that and all of a sudden they get where oh godzilla's like on the way and kyle chandler's character mark mark he's like wait a second you guys aren't playing this right he is trying to intimidate you you got to say we're friendly and then he'll help us find what we're looking for that's the only way we're going to know where to go is we got to follow him and so he like tells him to like take down the shield let godzilla know that we're submitting to him king of the monster title of the film and let him then guide us to where we're going and they do that godzilla is like super happy with that uh kind of like buzzes them real quick let them know who's boss one more time and then starts heading and they're like where is it heading and they all gasp <gasps> He's heading to Antarctica. And Mark's like, um, who cares? Antarctica's got nothing in it. No one lives there. It's uh, basically a hunk of ice. Who gives a shit? And they're like, uh, actually, it does house one thing. What does it house, Zach? Dun, 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 dun. King Ghidorah. Who does King Ghidorah work for? Um... Anyways, I was, uh, I was uh, following up with Zach's uh, Austin Powers reference. So. Thank you, Ben. I see. 
So anyways, they uh, bust in. They're going to, and, and Charles Dance running the show. He's like, bust out Ghidorah. And she's kind of doing what she's told, like uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Emma Russell. And she's like, they're setting it all up. She's setting up her thing. She's ready to kind of get it get it going. They, they're going to press a button when it's when it's up. And they're like, we got to hurry because they're going to they're gonna soon know where we are. Like, we got to just, like, quickly go. And Something indeed, here that people should note is she has been taken hostage by Charles Dance. And this is not really a bad hostage situation. When they get off the helicopter, did you guys notice what oh, they yeah. were wearing? No. It's like those $1,000, $1,500 um, Canada jackets. Mm. I was like, wow, I'd like to be taken prisoner by him. Sounds pretty decent. Just for the jacket? Yeah. Yeah, you just got to keep your eyes forward because they killed all kinds of people and they were not, you know, that was traumatizing, I think. Yeah, they got a shitload of money because they got like uh, Arctic camo loadouts and the the white rifles and everything. Like they're they're equipped for, for war on the ice. Have we found not- out what, have they said yet in, at this point in the movie, Jamie, that uh, what they're fighting for, like why they're releasing these Titans? Um, I or is think, that about to happen? I think they're Not they're, they're kind of going to explain because what happens next is they they basically get to the base. They're aware of this. They're they're already trying to wrap stuff up and, and get ready to for, to free Ghidorah. But Kyle Chandler's there. A bunch of other people are there, and, and like a, they have kind of Marine type people who are going to go in and and try to rescue um, and stop stop them from freeing Ghidorah. And they go in, and eventually Kyle Chandler runs in after them. But uh, they kind of get into this big scuffle, and they're able to corner them at, like, a bridge. And at that point, they drop the little signal thing to, that would have exploded out Ghidorah. And Kyle Chandler's like, whew, thank God, my wife, estranged, but still my wife, uh, Dr. Emma Russell, has picked up this thing. She's a good guy. Come here, and everything's going to be safe. And what does she do? Mm-mm. She's into it. She's like, uh, no, I'm pushing the button. I'm sorry. I'm actually into this. And she pushes the like, button. You see this jacket? You ever get me one of these? You alcoholic piece of shit. Yeah. He's well, like, dude, yes. I guess I didn't. Yeah. So I, actually, I wouldn't remember because I was an alcoholic. So maybe I did. And then she's like, no. Classic. I was like, damn it. And then uh, she pushes the button. Ghidorah, all the ice starts falling. It's one of those hilarious scenes and that happens in all these big budget films where like they clearly all would have died. Like it's just like there's just no way that thousands and thousands of tons of ice would fall all around you and no one would get even like remotely injured uh, know, at that right? point. And what is one of the first things that you are always told when an emergency happens? Tuck in, tuck in stop, drop, and roll, Stop, baby. drop, and roll. Close, stop, yes. Stop, drop, and stroll Mold. out of there. Oh. No, well. Don't I use mean, the kinda. elevator. Exactly, that's what go. I was going yes, for. Yes, I nailed it. Yes. I was only Do not a few use of them. the elevator. Right, but he and jumps in the elevator. Immediately gets in the elevator. Yeah, he's like crying. He's like, my wife, my daughter. What have I done? Why have they forsaken me? And then he's going up in his elevator. He looks down. He sees the rest of his colleagues down there. They're like struggling. They're going to get crushed by ice. He's like, fuck. He can't pursue his wife. He has to go back down, pick these jokesters up, bring them back up. They all escape. Charles Dance and the wife and stuff like that. They're they're gone, and. At this point, again, there's a million times, like, all kinds of shit is, like, falling all over the place. At one point, he, there's a giant explosion, and Kyle Chandler's blown 50 feet through the air against a metal, like, container. And he's just fine. Afterwards, he's just like, yeah, 
was, that was okay. And Godzilla, Would you see that? Yeah, he was like, he's he's perfect. He's not like, he's not even like, ah, I got a little sore from having been blown away by that explosion. His it, his organs would have been turned to jelly at that point, and he would have died. But anyways, well, let's MythBusters. Let's 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 uh, do it. Let's try see what it they out. They can do. Um, they can launch me against the metal. Oh, you're, you're volunteering. I was going to volunteer Zach, but you want to do it? Kyle can take this one. Okay, I'll do the next yeah. one. I've lived a life. So anyways, they're kind of running around. Everything looks everything looks super dire. They've called in like the main, um, the big ship. They have this like giant stealth ship, stealth fighter looking ship. Um, they had flown in originally on helicopters. That whole thing gets destroyed. Godzilla comes and starts fighting Ghidorah a little bit. And they have their first battle, which I was happy about because one of my critiques of the 2014 film was they kept on cutting the battles like halfway through. They just kept on like Godzilla would start fighting one person and then the person would like pass out. Yeah, and then you they just like wake see up enough in the 2014 version. This time, right. the director even said he's like, <laughs> "What did he say?" He's like, he compared the first, the 2014 one to like Alien. He's like, "And what I'm going to make is Aliens, right? Yeah, gloves off, balls to the wall movie." Yeah, and so then also one of the important things is that Dr. Graham, um, Sally Hawkins, she she is eaten at this point. Ghidorah comes up and eats her. She had saved um, Kyle Chandler's character. So, anyways. He wakes up. They're obviously devastated by what has happened. They're trying to track Ghidorah at this point. Um, and it seems to be that Ghidorah is like creating a storm. And everything is really confusing because what we hear now is the actual plan. Uh, so they've, um, Charles Dance and, and Emma, they've, they've uh, gone to a bunker in Boston. We don't know what's in Boston yet, but it's in Boston uh, where she's from. And they are um, going to start releasing using the the tool to release the rest of the titans over time and uh they basically the idea is that okay they're releasing these monsters because they are benevolent forces for the earth now they they'll, they'll destroy humans and eat everyone and destroy cities and stuff like that but what they found is that every time they destroy cities wherever they go life kind of sprouts up and everything restarts. So even in like Las Vegas in from the first film where you know one of the titans went through Las Vegas it turned into like an oasis in the desert. And so basically it's it's kind of like prevent or reversing all the stuff that humans had done over time. And so the idea is whether they're going to release all of them, uh, Godzilla will be the king of them and they will reset Earth and the survivors of the humans will kind of um, fall in line with what Godzilla wants in some ways. We'll, we'll become quote unquote the pets, but really just let Earth be Earth while they, you know, live peacefully with the Titans. And so, but what, what they didn't expect was what's happening with King Ghidorah, because Ghidorah is flying around, and there's this giant storm. And I forget who, te- who tells them about it being an alien. Is there someone I, in particular? Zhi Zhang, I think, maybe? Someone's, yeah, someone mentions how it's actually, yeah, they've been looking at some of the, the right ancient writings and stuff like that, these legends. And it turns out that King Ghidorah, the reason why it seems like everything's been thrown for a loop by releasing King Ghidorah, unfortunately released first, um, is that it's not actually of Earth. So it's not a benevolent force. It's not trying to renew Earth. It's actually trying to destroy Earth. It wants to just rule Earth as like a hella hell on Earth, quote unquote. And so it's flying over and it's trying to get allies and it has a big storm. It's got a lot of an- unnatural stuff kind of follows in its wake. And so it's heading straight for um, Costa Rica, uh, where did they re- did they release that one too, or is that? No, yeah, man. that was one. 
So they, they, Charles Dance released that one as well, Rodan, before this they is left. The, wasn't this the point of the movie when... When King Ghidorah starts releasing them himself. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, they all start coming out because then right. Charles Dance is just like, what did he say? He said, that's when he said, like, long live the king or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, so it, it kind of, like, on his own, King Ghidorah wakes up Rodan, who's in Costa Rica, and... Uh, explodes out of a volcano. I also saw in one of the trivia, this is where I realized like, I can't read the IMDb trivia. It's like, IMDb trivia. Did you know Rodan's blood is actually magma? I'm like, great. Now, that's not really <laughs> trivia about this movie. Like, that's just trivia you made up. I could, anyone could say that. Did you know, you know, King Kong's blood is actually apple juice? It's like, that's oh, not real. It no. explains a lot, though. It does explain a lot. Um, and so... They, oh, so I guess they're saying Rodan was in Mexico. I thought it was in Costa Rica. But anyways, Mexico. And um, they, you know, Rodan comes out. This big old crazy thing. I do, did like this. Car- the monster design in this was incredible. And it's flying around. It's, it's kind of doing all kinds of destruction, lots of fire, all kinds of stuff. They weren't even able to like evacuate everyone uh, before they were, before Rodan busted out of that volcano. And, but Monster Zero comes along and totally fucks him up and that's where things like all of a sudden Charles Dance is like uh shit cause like clearly King Ghidorah is trying to put itself as an alpha and Rodan's like bowing down to it mm-hmm. like, like it's like it, it was right up teaming up right away with um uh with Monster Zero with, with Ghidorah so Godzilla comes along thank god our hero and starts to do battle with our uh, with our boy uh, Ghidorah at, at the same time that they're trying to fly away. So all of like, uh, like the people from Monarch, uh, Kyle Chandler, everyone, they're trying to fly away at this point because things have totally gone awry and the world is basically being destroyed. They need to get away. Ghidorah's trying to fly after them. Rodan's trying to f- uh, fly after them. And Godzilla comes along and uh, takes, starts to, to fight with uh, Ghidorah and actually gets a little bit of an upper hand at this point. He's able to rip off one of the heads which is pretty good. There's only three of them, right? So like one down, two to go. Right, guys? Right. Not bad. Not bad. But the U.S. military is like, uh, we're going to go fuck up your world because we're going to be sending a, a missile there. And like, oh, a missile, no big deal. And they're like, no, you don't understand. This is an oxygen destroyer. And so it's going to just destroy oxygen for like two miles around. So probably everything will die. So don't even worry about it. So they're able to... Get uh, zoom away. The missile hits. It's basically just a giant nuclear explosion, kind of. Ghidorah's unaffected. Remember, alien. So, oxygen destroyer doesn't phase it. Probably doesn't even breathe oxygen. It doesn't breathe at all. I don't know. What is and his blood made out of? Who knows? Probably uh. sausages. No? All right. So, that oxygen destroyer that kind of comes out of nowhere in this movie. Yeah. That's. The, uh, they had the same exact technology in the original 1954 Godzilla. That's what they used that, to take uh, out that Godzilla. I see. Yeah. That's the big secret weapon the whole time. And you see it used more in that movie than you do here. Yeah. In this movie, it's kind of like, it's like, all right, let's kind of connect it. Let's throw back to the original, which is fine, but it's kind of just thrown in this one. In the original, yeah, it's way more... Um, creative right, the guy doesn't secretive. even want to release it because he said well, this will kill everything. Yeah, the Serizawa from that film burns all of his research, everything, because he knows that it's a terrible uh, weapon. But then he uses it and dies, taking out Godzilla. 
In this film, I don't really think Sarazawa has anything to do with this no, oxygen thing, Navy, but yeah. he uses that nuclear device later on in the film. Yeah. But in this case, the, he uses it to help Godzilla. Right. The uh, the oxygen destroyer, Zach, I read, please confirm, uh, created one of the kaiju uh, in the, the Japanese lore, Destroya. Destroya. Right? I'd have to look it up to verify, but I believe it. Destroya okay. was think, a crazy one. I, I read one. that earlier. And so, anyways, everything is, like, real sad. They watch Godzilla literally die. We see a little even, like, they have, like, a heart rate. And it's like, beep. And I was like, wow, they really know Godzilla really well. They have a lot of good technology here. And they're like, oh, Godzilla's dead. So they go back to the base in the Atlantic near, like, Bermuda or whatever. And they're just, like, chilling there. They're like, what are we going to do? So Mothra emerges. And everyone's, like, pretty psyched about that. Because guess what? Mothra, pretty much, like, the... Uh, helper of Godzilla, they're like, ah, maybe, maybe this, maybe we do, we have one more savior. Maybe we don't just have Godzilla. Maybe Mothra can help us. Did you did you notice anything about like the little like uh, Easter egg with the Mothra, Zach, in the film? Um, I mean, there was a lot, I think, but which, like the design so, of Mothra, like the certain no, like the no, no, no. wings. So okay. there was the there was that one scientist. Oh, uh, her connection with her. Yeah. So Zhang Zi, Doctor Yelan Chen. And Dr. Ling. So uh, she has a twin sister, Dr. Ling, who's the one who is there when Mon- when Mothra is hatched or whatever. Yeah. And they show like a picture picture when they're growing up and they're like the two twins. Exactly. So they're, they're the Mothra twins. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always, you know, that's what the, that's what I liked about this film. It's like they, they had those throwbacks, those connections. Yeah. And so um, at this point, uh, Mothra is able to kind of communicate. Ooh. Uh, a little tough here. Um, yeah, a little tough. Yeah. So, Ma- so Mothra's able to uh, communicate with Godzilla, and they find that Godzilla's actually alive, but underwater, recuperating in an underwater like kingdom. And finally, finally, we get some of our submarine action because they all gather on a submarine and they head down there to be like, yeah. They basically are going to go there and whisper in Godzilla's ear, like, "Yo, bro, like you better get into the back into the fight." So they're going to na- go down there. It's basically Atlantis at this point. Uh, it's like ancient things like, are those Romans? Are those Greeks? They're like, they're neither. They're even more ancient. And it's all people who worship Godzilla. And God- Godzilla is living in there and it's super duper radioactive, even to the point where like drones are totally melting. And they're like, yeah, he's in there like recuperating, getting stronger with this radioactivity. And they're like, uh, we need that faster. So we got to explode like a nuclear bomb there and he'll become like super strong, right? And they're like, yeah, science. And so then they're like, but we can't do it. Nothing will survive. And uh, what's his name? Dr. Sirius, what was his name? Sirizawa? Sirizawa. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I'll do it. And so he goes out there, basically like, you're going to die. And he's like, uh, I'm willing to sacrifice myself. And so he goes out there, basically goes up to Godzilla. He's like, hey, bro, how's it going? He like pats him on the nose and then sets the timer for the um, bomb. They're going away in their beautiful submarine. As the explosion goes off and Godzilla is super powered in like kind of a good, but also kind of a bad way. At the same time, Madison has disowned her mom. It's like, fuck you, mom, you destroyed the world. And so she decides she's going to steal that little device that she made, the Orca, and play its tunes to let everyone know, all the Titans know, hey, there's a new alpha in town. Now, the problem is, of course, Monarch would know where they are and Ghidorah would be like, what the fuck? And come and fuck up wherever they are. So they didn't want to do that. 
but she goes up to Fenway Park, beautiful park, home of the Red Sox. Go Red Sox. And she starts playing this thing. And all the Titans stop all across the world. All the Titans have been rampaging around because Ghidorah told them to. They're like, actually, I'm hearing this new alpha. And I'm into that instead. And Ghidorah's like, fuck that. And so Ghidorah's been like uh, destroying Washington, D.C. for a while because it recognizes it's the seat of power for the United States. And heads up to Boston. Heads up to whatever, I-90. And um, is like... Yo, Boston, ready to get literally destroyed. <laughs> yes, we want. <laughs> and goes over there. And Madison's like, uh, maybe I made a, a, a tiny mistake. Because Ghidorah starts creeping around Fenway. And she's like, oh, shit. She has to like, turn it off and try to run away. At this point, everyone realizes it was a terrible mistake. Emma is like, I need to find my daughter. Uh, Kyle Chandler's like, I got to find my daughter. They converge on... Um, uh, Boston, they're like, we got to find our daughter. And so they start like, she, he's like searching around Fenway, can't find her. They get in a car, they drive over to their child, their, their house where they, where it was her childhood home. And it's been already destroyed. Mothra has gone, or not Mothra, uh, Ghidorah has gone just rampaging around Boston. It's basically not even a city anymore. And this, the house is gone. She's in a bathtub and they're able to kind of survive it. At this point, Godzilla and Ghidorah are just like, pounding it out mothra comes in and rodan's on the other side so it's basically like two against two and they're all fighting each other mothra's like at one point rodan gets the rodan gets the upper hand but then mothra like stings him a little bit and then gets around and get whatever and he gets like a little uh wing bitten out a little bit but in the end mothra's able to subdue rodan and then godzilla and king Ghidorah are duking it out even more and they keep on saying like, oh, he's going to go nuclear. He's like so superpowered that he's going to fucking explode. So you, we all got to watch out when he goes nuclear because it's going to be pretty tough. And uh, they keep on fighting, fighting, fighting. And eventually uh, Emma realizes that she has to kind of sacrifice her. So the only way that this is all going to work is that they um, – that she needs to like what she needs to she needs to like help him or what what does she do again emma she the our little macguffin device she is going to annoy Ghidorah by by playing the resonance frequency to uh pause all the 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 monsters again and and direct control away from Ghidorah, which offends Ghidorah, and Ghidorah is gonna have to chase after it so Ghidorah chases after her destroys her Duh. So she does. She sacrifices herself. Uh, Mark and Madison get away. They're, they're able to escape. And Godzilla is able to recuperate a little bit. He's like super powered again. Comes up. Totally melts everything around him. He's like super nuclear at that point, And is able to um, just basically use his, fire, his like super nuclear breath to destroy Ghidorah at that point. And he reverts back to his normal state um, and everyone else comes around and they're basically like, I'll hail the king. And they bow down to him and they're like, king of the monsters, Godzilla. And pretty much that's the end of the movie. I mean, I think there's there's some implications about what might happen next. Obviously, this is a devastating event for Earth, so I'm not sure exactly what the state of Earth would be for the sequel. But in the end, sequ- uh, end credits, we also see that... Uh, 
uh, what's his name? Charles Dance is trying to buy Titan objects. Basically, the world is, is destroyed, economies are destroyed, and everyone's just kind of survive, trying to survive. So they're selling anything they can, including material from the different Titans, which includes the severed head of Ghidorah that was found near Mexico or whatever. And so, yeah, little, yeah exactly. That's the sweet lament. Sweet end credit song. It was sweet. A cover of it was. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult's Go Go Godzilla performed by Serge Tonkian of System of a Down. And that was the Fr- first time. Friend of the show. Another trivia thing. That was the first time that was ever in a Godzilla film. The Go Go Godzilla song? Yeah. Yeah, well, might as well have it here. And uh, obviously it's on, on theme with the concept of, uh, what is it? how does it go? Uh, history go- shows again and again. How nature points out the folly of man. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. So do so next, are we doing do we do ratings right away or we do love it or hate it? Kyle, you're new. What do you want to do? Oh, I'm new. Okay. Yeah, you haven't been here for a while. Let's do love it or hate it, and then we will talk about our ratings. I call first. All right. Love it and hate it. Which one first? Love it. Ooh. I love it. This is from Arreld from June 2019. Wait, did you say love it or hate it? Love it. <laughs> love it. Oh, crap. Never mind. All right. This is, <laughs> the love it is from Gunji Guess It from May 2019. 10 out of 10. It's what Godzilla is supposed to be. Not totally sure why people are coming out of seeing the film with the it's not what I expected attitude. It's Godzilla. It's based on the King of Monsters fighting to keep the title. Literally, but not literally. It's everything I loved about all the previous iterations. The raw power, the sound, the death toll, the bleak realization that humans are so low down the food chain their existence is almost pointless absolutely spot on good cast etc if i had one criticism it would be the flamboyant disregard for the effects of radiation they use it like fire (laughs) but without the consequences of nuclear fallout smiley face 10 out of 10 yeah, it's good. I actually think that's a uh, a reasonable ten out of ten, considering his critique is more of a nitpick than anything mm. else. Mm. Now for hate it. This is from Areld Areld from June two thousand nineteen. One out of ten. Dude. Dot dot dot. I'm in cinema right now and about to leave as this film is so bad. A combination of all stereotypes and nonsense. Ridiculous. I'm sad to see Eleven and Lannister Dad in such failure. <laughs> One out of ten. It was Great. it was very tropesy. That's about all I agree with of that review, though. But it was very tropesy. Sure. And I, I can go straight into my review in some ways. Because I think... I think my I think what I would think about the, say about this is that you can you can pick apart a lot of blockbusters that come out. I think Marvel films, DC films, these types of films, Transformer films, all of them can kind of be 
picked apart. I think if you really looked at wh- whether this delivered on what I kind of was hoping it was going to deliver on, I think it was a it was spectacular visually. Like that's I mean that's the one thing I will say. It was like at at times it was almost like they were painting pictures. Like when the submarine's diving and you have that kind of long shot of it diving downwards. It really is at this point that that CGI had gotten to the, gotten to where you could just put on screen visually stunning picture uh, paintings or like portraits of of what, exactly what they wanted to show. I thought the creature effects were really good. I thought the fights were really good. From that point of view, I was happy that the you know what the, what did, what did you want out of one that's a like King of the Monsters? You know some some of these fights and not to kind of pull away from that like they did in 2014. I was happy with that. Um, I think. Just like Transformers, it really suffered a little bit in uh, in regards to the story. Like you can't make a complex story when everything else is so complex. Like when the when the point of the movie is to have all these visual stuff, I think it's really, really, really difficult to walk that tightrope and have it be a solid story. So you end up falling into those like Marvel kind of jokes, joke fillers with two dimensional kind of funny characters and serious characters with like a family storyline to kind of center it around. And then they're like, okay, good, we're done. And they kind of like wipe their hands clean. But, you know, in the end, that's going to be really a- any of these ones that you see. So I thought this was pretty good. I actually had guessed last week that I was going to give this a six. I'm actually co- going to come in a little higher. I'm going to come in more with what Zach said he was going to come in and come in actually at a seven. And I think one point I will make before handing it over to someone else is that I think my my uh, I had anticipated liking the first one more than this one, just based on reviews and what I generally heard. I like this one more than the first one. I thought the first one is actually not very good. Yeah, the first one sucked. Um, and it's it's a little amazing that it was flip-flop that way and that the other one was so much more successful than this one was. Um, a little bit shocking. And I can understand maybe being just a, a, this kind of city-destroying, big spectacle, almost DC-like uh you know, type of blockbuster, maybe it's just worn out its welcome. And they, they, you, you, people are asking more of them now. They want those stories to be deeper and they want them to be more interesting. Um, but I just thought that this one was much more entertaining, more interesting to look at, more interesting in pretty much every way. I didn't even think the last one was particularly interesting to look at. And the, the storyline was just as bad. So I didn't really like it at all. But that, that's the only thing I'll say about that one. And what was your score, Jamie? Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. There you go. I'll Still jump. Very solid score. That's that is a very I, solid score. I thought I was going to come in at a six. I came in at a seven. I'm going to jump in just because I think I uh, line up pretty similarly to what Jamie said. Um, visual spectacle uh, was excellent. It's one of those, like, at some point we're going to produce CGI that 10, 20 years down the road, you won't be able to look back at and be like, oh, man, that looks so bad now, but back then I remember how good it was. I, I, this might be one of those. This We might be at the point where it'll hold up for a hundred years or whatever. I think um, they'll get, one thing, I just, uh, I think they'll get better at the whole, like, th- there are so many times during those big things where it does look a little ridiculous that everyone's surviving and they kind of just have a bunch of shit flying around and people running around as if nothing's happening around them. And I think they'll get better at that. That's the only part where it becomes a little jarring. Uh, for visually to to watch the film. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I agree with you. Uh, the story, the story sucked, and uh, that's really important. I mean, to the movie, I get that it's a creature feature, and you know, I can give the creature feature whatever you want to. You know, eight, nine, ten. Uh, the story was was shit. Um, it doesn't, and, that, and you don't just give it a pardon because it's a creature feature. Um, it, it was it was really dumb. I was always wanting to like shoo the characters off the screen, and and the movie was really dragging. I was I was inclined to give it like a, a three until we finally got to the actual uh, creature battles, which redeemed the movie uh, for me. Um, just how they know to blow up a bomb next to Godzilla to make them, yeah. to, make, you know, to bring them back to life. How how they knew that was going to work. How uh, they knew uh, if they would just buy them a little bit of time at the end by driving their MacGuffin device through <laughs> yeah, it's, Boston. It's a great MacGuffin. You can't you can't have a good MacGuffin without having a name, and the Orca is a good name. Yeah. Uh, how they knew that if we just buy him a minute, he's going to bounce back and he's going to kill King King Ghidorah. But if we don't give him a minute, he's, he's going to die. Well, uh, I don't know. It, it was dumb. And, and I, I think we're supposed to feel like Vera Far- Farmiga like redeemed herself, but she killed millions or billions of people. We don't yeah. really know. I mean, we had creatures stomping all over the, the globe. So well, I don't think we're supposed to feel bad for her, but no. uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. They, I, I didn't, I didn't like any of the characters. Like, I, I would say I'm, I'm happy that she, ha- that she had to sacrifice herself. I wouldn't yeah, have liked if yeah, they yeah. all hugged at the end and they were like, and we're a family. I'm like, she is going to be executed. Yeah. She like, had yeah. to die. She had to die. I, so. I, I thought at first, like I felt a little sad for her. But then I thought about it. And I was like, "She made that bed. She deserves <laughs> what she got." Right. Yeah, and it, it, I don't think it was fully justified. Her her explanation of why she did it was a little shaky no. and teaming up with Charles Dance's character, Kyle Chandler. I thought uh, was a w- acted his part very well. I mean, he, he kind of does the same thing in every show and movies, and kind of whispers his lines and whatnot. But I don't know. I think I think he did okay with it. The rest of the characters I didn't really have any fondness for. Um, the plot was derivative, I mean, of a lot of other kaiju films. One, one kaiju film I really enjoy uh, is p- the original Pacific Rim. Mm. Uh, it's a great this, movie. Yeah, it's yeah a good movie. this one felt very derivative of that, driving, you know, the nuclear bomb, sacrificing yourself in the middle of the ocean to... <laughs> To uh, save the plan, I mean that's kind of what happened with uh, Ken Watanabe. So um, yeah. that like one that had a great one. story. I, I loved the characters. Yeah. I, I wasn't always just rooting for the 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 Jaegers to get on screen. Uh, it was working on both fronts there. This one was, and I'm going to come right down the middle and, and give it a five. Yeah. No, I no. think I think and I think your val- your points are valid, especially with like giving it a pass on storyline and stuff like that. I think that's I think that's very um, I think that's a very valid point to say. Just because I came in wanting that visual splendor that I didn't get from 2014, and maybe that's the point. Maybe maybe if I hadn't, if maybe if I had already watched 2014 a long time ago, and mm-hmm. had had it go through my mind and processed it and did whatever, that I would have come in lower on this one because I would have been like, oh, they didn't fix like the issues with it. But I felt like they fixed a lot of w- what my issues were with 2014, um, or a bunch of them, where I was like, okay, it's checking off some boxes, and I like boosted it up a little bit, and maybe that was mm-hmm. it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, they're definitely, they're dangerous. They're heading in a dangerous direction in like a Transformers type of way yeah. where <laughs> they've went pretty extreme on that visual part and they need to, for the King Kong versus Godzilla, they need to pull it back and get some story in there or they're going to be in some trouble and they're going to get some bad reviews. 
I mean, they did on this. I mean, this did not get very good critical acclaim. I guess um, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that 2000, because I thought 2014 didn't deliver on any of it. This delivered on something. So I don't know. Sure. It just seems, it seems a little bit crazy that it, it was a little reversed. Like, I would have thought this one would have been the one that people would have been like, okay, it didn't have story, but I, I thought it was pretty good, 70%. Mm-hmm. And the other one would have been 40%, but it's reversed. Yeah, I think I would have gave um, uh, the 2014 a 3.5. And just to compare against Pacific Rim, I think I'd probably give Pacific Rim an 8. Yeah, I would have given Pacific Rim an 8 as well. But. All right, that's me. All right, sweet deal. I'll jump to go in. next? My final Zach thoughts on our final Godzilla movie. I will start this by saying, in regards to the U.S. films, this is the best one by far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. And yeah. as Titan Goji, friend of the show, put it so well in his review... This was a movie that was made by a fan for the fans. Um, Michael, uh, he did, I, I, you know, I think he did a great job with it. He, he's, you know, you look up more up. I looked, oh, wow, I can't even speak tonight. Looked more up on that guy. And he's a huge Godzilla fan, huge kaiju fan um, from Columbus, Ohio. But uh, he definitely, he worked really closely with Toho, making the film, designing uh, King Ghidorah, which was I thought was really cool. They included a ton of sound bits and some of the original uh, roars and some of the original music from some of the uh-huh. uh, Toho era Godzilla films, which I really liked. I loved the design of all the kaiju in the film. Um, the intro to Rodan coming out of the volcano, I thought was amazing. The battle between Rodan and Ghidorah <laughs> at first, I thought was sweet in the sky with all the electricity. And then like you guys both were saying, like just any of those visual effects, like when Ghidorah was on top of the volcano where he's in the sky coming down. It was just so sweet. And then the music is, is Rodan always depicted as a firebird. Not necessarily. Honestly, that was a choice that they made for this one. Cause they were really working those like earthly elements, if that makes sense into some mm-hmm. of these characters. So Rodan was like that fire rock, you know, soil dirt one. Um, what was I saying? The music. Yeah. So I really love the soundtrack and I really loved the choice of some of their songs. Like you heard, some of that classic Godzilla theme music rolling in there at the end when he's walking in. Loved it. Um, oh, what else did I write down? The epic fighting, the throwbacks, the act. I mean, you guys already hit on it. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing with any Godzilla movie, right? I mean, there's some, a lot of them have strong stories, but this one was just so cluttered. There's too many characters, too many characters and too much going on. Like, which is a shame because I like a lot of the actors in the film. It's just they were just littered in there. And it just made it yeah, all Yeah, I think confusing. the writing betrayed them. Yeah, it did. And it did. And it's a shame because they had a lot of talent. But um, I agree with you guys. Vera, uh, Dr. Emma Russell, absolutely needed to die. She was a terrible person. And there was – I don't even think the movie should have implied whatsoever that we were supposed to feel any sympathy towards her. She needed to die. She was bad. But um, my favorite character in the movie was um, Dr. Serizawa. And I really thought Ken uh, Watanabe did a great job in this one and in 2014. I think he was the best part of <laughs> both movies um, in terms of the human actors. Yeah. But with the kaiju and the monsters, you know, I thought it was great. I went into this movie. I remember seeing it in theaters like, all right, this is it's a U.S. Godzilla flick, right? Let's sit back. Hopefully there's going to be more fighting than in 2014. There was, so I was happy. And 
We got talk subs, right? We don't really find out what kind of submarine was used in this film. It was just a, a monarch sub from what I found. But uh, once again, gang, without the use of a submarine, the fate of mankind probably would have been lost. So got to give some love to the sub. And yeah, makes me excited for the next Godzilla vs. Kong movie. I'm going to give this one... What did I say, Jamie? A seven last week, I was I thinking? I believe so, yeah. I'm going to... I like the... There was, there's never enough sub action. But there was... The, the importance of the sub <clears throat> in this movie is going to bump my score up a little bit. I'm going to give this one a 7.8. Well, there we go. Ooh, very solid score. It could be about 20 minutes shorter. Kind of like a hot take. Oh, for sure. Yeah, kind like, of cut out really just... Shorter. Again, and not, not the fighting scenes. <laughs> cut out some of that... Storyline character stuff. Yeah, keep on cutting that story. Let's get it, let's get it yep. real slimmed down. Yep. <laughs> nothing but monster fights. Right. I mean, <laughs> literally nothing else going on. Like, what what am I watching? Wait, here? hear me out. Maybe they're all mutants and they're part of like a mutant brigade that tries to fight monsters. What are we thinking? Well, and then are the aliens going to come down? Yeah, then the aliens come that originally had King Ghidorah. So wait a minute, they're involved. Wait, more I've heard this pounder. Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. She only got that one little scene. She's like, hey, you, we're going to cut your budget. Alex or Kyle? I'll go. So, <sighs> as most people probably know, I think I was expecting a lot more out of this month than what I felt like I've gotten. This has been the best movie out of the ones that we've watched for me. Yep. I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously... The movie looks fantastic. Uh, their budget that went into their visuals had to be huge, and it shows because it was just absolutely amazing to watch. You know it's not real, but it just looks so good anyways. Um, so it was really cool to see that. In terms of the fighting and everything, no miniature work, and I, I can only take so much of that. I know that's how they used to do fight scenes and stuff with monsters back in the day, but... It just looked so much better this way uh, with the the advanced technology. The characters that you guys had mentioned, I think the writing for them and their it just wasn't the greatest. Ben, you mentioned Kyle Chandler just whispering the whole movie like he normally does, and I don't think it does well in this movie. I found myself rolling my eyes at that the whole time. Um, none of the characters really stuck out to me that much, except for Bradley Whitford's character, the. Dr. Rick Stanton, he was just kind of the weird, dumb guy that they always seem to have in these movies. And yeah, he was smart and he had a couple funny lines. And he was the only person I was like, really, I, I didn't mind seeing on screen because he was at least saying something that wasn't ridiculous one way or the other. In terms of uh, the fighting between the monsters and the whole long list of all the monsters, it was pretty cool to see it. I got really confused to some of the other movies that we were watching I think it was the GMK one with whose side the monsters were on. And I think, Zach, you mentioned that uh, with your interview as well that you had done with Titan Goji, where it kind of seems like they kind of flipped and you can't tell who's fighting for Earth and who's the bad person, you know. But this In one that seemed, movie? And GMK, how yeah. they all kind of switched. Yes. Yeah, the director the, flipped it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so... I guess it's kind of more along the lines of how it should be in this movie, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Zach. And it was it was definitely well more drawn out as to who is fighting who. I felt like, 
Um, it was pretty cool to see the the nuke underwater blowing up. I I thought was kind of an interesting effect. I think you guys mentioned before. How did they know that a nuke is going to really power up Godzilla as much as it did? <laughs> and uh, it was just an interesting scene to me how Ken's character he sacrificed himself for Godzilla just to come back and be even stronger by blowing a nuke up underwater. Um, I thought that scene was pretty interesting overall, but I liked it. The submarine action was fine. I think Zach, you said it was, if it wasn't for the sub humans would have all died again. So we got to <laughs> give it some praise for that. Um, overall, I think this is better than the ones that we have watched for me. I'm just going to come in at a six. So just a Ooh. little bit higher than uh than gmk because i gave gmk a five and a half and i think this one was just a bit better for me so i'm gonna go come in at six nice thank you all right i will bring up the rear here so i mean i was so excited for this movie i even specifically asked for this movie for christmas on 4k and i got it (laughs) <laughs> which was <laughs> spoiler and i finally had an opportunity to sit down watch a movie on 4k with my sound all the way up baby was out of the house i had this thing on full blast wine glasses i kid you not were just rattling the whole time dog freaking out <laughs> the s- soundtrack to this movie is awesome by bear mccreary And you talk about Surge from System of a Down having his song on here. My word, I have been listening to this soundtrack at work for uh, three weeks to a month now, maybe even a little longer. Just been so excited for it. And the songs and the sound are so good. And we are finally at a point, you guys have all talked about this, where CGI can look good. You look at something like Godzilla 98, you look at the CGI mm-hmm. on that, you think, why? Why did we even do this? I don't know why they did that movie, but it finally looks good. It looks good here. I also thought it looked good in 2014, but I know we're not really talking about 2014. But story here, not fabulous like you guys are talking about, but I mean, in terms of a Godzilla story, I mean, it is what it is. Is it as complex as something like Godzilla Final Wars? No. And they really shot for the moon on that one, and they did land among the stars. I wasn't on that episode, but I would have given it much higher ratings than you guys did. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, this movie I thought was great. For what we're... Like you said, Zach, you're looking for an American Godzilla movie. What are we going to get? You just... Have a Vietnam-style flashback to 98. It's not great. And you get something like this where visually incredible. And another thing that we've seen in a lot of Japanese films, and this one you know has Japanese roots, Godzilla, involve Antarctica. Got to love that. Got to get onto it. Also... They have everybody's favorite form of terrorism, eco-terrorism. Who can really, you know, yeah, it's a good one. It's that. a good one. 
It is. I mean, if you're going to be in the terrorism business, I guess that's the one <laughs> to be involved in, right? Um, whatever. I Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on way too long. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a 7.25. Whoa. I thought you would have been way high, Kyle. Yeah, the way you're describing it, I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to give us like a nine? <laughs> I was waiting right. to hear a nine. I mean, Kyle, the sub, the, it's the sub action, Kyle. Then, Come on. Okay. All right. We did have some sub action. I'll uh, go just. The sub action back. was so weak, though. I get that it's it important. Yeah. It was so weak. You think you, it was you don't weak see anything. We ran it for a while. But you don't really One see anything or understand. inner workings of the sub. Honestly. But think of, yeah, you can't think of just how long we were on the sub. How long did the captain have the dick out? Only a couple seconds. Oh, very true. Yeah. Sometimes a couple seconds is all it takes. And it looked like yeah. this, like wow. it looked like they were on the Osprey still. I mean, it wasn't even like uh That's, that's even, actually true. Was, sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes I was like, wait, are we now on the submarine? Then they'll be on that other one. Like, oh, never mind. And eventually we're on the submarine. And it didn't feel like we changed much. Yeah, and then they got like the underwater base. They got all these different, uh, like it, there was nothing really defining them from one place to the next. One thing I couldn't come to terms with while watching this movie though is during the whole Rodan chase scene there's all the fighter jets you know should be zipping all in and out of the place Rodan gets those guys no problem catches up to them we're in this giant bus of a plane and he can't catch it is it that fast super fast what's that thing called the Argo yeah I have no idea yeah, yes, I think, I think that's called right. the, Yeah, the USS Argo. Yeah. Margo? Um, mm-hmm. Argo, fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, should I get into some trivia? I don't even really have much, because as I said, the IMD trivia is super duper extra long. I didn't even read that shit, because I was like, what? this is... What about the magma blood? Magma blood is bullshit. I can make up anything oh, and put it on IMD trivia. So anyways, the director, original director Edwards uh, was supposed to, from the first one, from 2014, uh, he was supposed to uh, come back, Gareth Edwards was supposed to come back and do this one, and it was originally supposed to be released in 2018, and they kept on waiting for him, waiting for him, because he was working on Rogue One, and eventually he was like, you can't you can't keep waiting for me in any ways, I want to do some smaller stuff, I'm working on this, I worked on Godzilla, working on this giant Star Wars thing, then we can come back and do another Godzilla, like, I'm feeling something smaller, so he kind of jettisoned out and that's how we ended up uh with dowerty as uh michael dowerty as the uh, director of this one and he was super excited because obviously as has been mentioned he was a huge godzilla fan uh so he kind of came in and said it's going to be my vision and this is how so i see a godzilla film and so i think we do get a, a pretty different feeling between the two uh as a result of that um so uh they in terms of uh casting and stuff like that um, they, you know, all these people kind of came in and were brought in over time, uh, starting in 2017. The interesting thing that I saw in that thing I saw in that one was that pretty much every monster that you're seeing is actually portrayed by human beings in motion capture, which just seems crazy how they do that. So, uh, King Ghidorah is portrayed by three people, Jason Lyles, Alan Maxson, and Richard Dorton. And there were a bunch of other performers who did his body movement, stuff like that. It does seem kind of crazy that someday we'll look back on this and just how, kind of amazing it was that there's this whole group and and industry in acting around motion capture uh that perform this because godzilla it was like the actor who portrayed godzilla returned for this one and that was kind of like noted 
oh, the same actor who portrayed Godzilla in the first film is coming back for the second film. And that seems kind of nuts. They want the movements to be the same. So this actor is now going to portray Godzilla, Godzilla again. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool that they do, uh, that they still do that kind of stuff. I mean, for the monsters even, you know, that is, you wouldn't even expect it. You think maybe, right. oh, we're going to motion capture a uh, lion or something. So this this has an estimated budget of 170 to 200 million dollars. Uh, they even had to kind of cut because their budget continued to balloon. They were going to have more sequences of the other Titans kind of rampaging around and and coming out of their like um, uh, whatever the places that they were being held. Uh, but they yeah I guess you, if you want to be kind about it, it was, they were homes and uh they cut those they said it's going to be too expensive uh we can't do that and instead they just included at the last minute they kind of included a couple small scenes of them rampaging around uh they said the original uh cut of the film was three hours long they had considered cut putting it into two different films uh but then they decided against that which was probably a good idea that would have been nuts um, was it long because of the monster scenes or could they have expanded on the story you know and then maybe had a more comprehensive storyline um, I don't know. He said it was. He said he felt like they were able to get down to that two-hour, twenty-minute version of it. That was still pretty, um, uh, pretty faithful to the core idea of what they wanted. So I don't think they cut anything super essential out of the story or anything like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, they originally they, they kind of jokingly referred to it as the miniseries, Godzilla the miniseries, because of how long they originally had the cut. Uh, and they they seem to have settled on kind of a long cut and then had to cut it back. And then yeah, this did not do well in theatrical release um it only earned it's like a hundred something million dollars in the domestic box office uh and overall 330 million worldwide uh and given the the marketing and the actual budget uh it came in well under uh that amount even just like base level costs and so really didn't perform well already they, they'd already green, greenlit the next one coming out this year and so they weren't going to go back on that that'll come out um, but yeah, the success of the first one kind of made it so they greenlit two, and now it looks like that second one might come out. And depending on how it looks, I guess it might it might bounce back. But I guess we'll have to wait and see because this one did yeah pretty poorly at the box office. Uh, I know. Well, do you think American audiences though respond better to King Kong than Godzilla? Yeah, maybe that could be. I know the marketing budget on this film alone was what like a hundred to hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, was what I read, which is. Man. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, that was just advertising and marketing. It's nuts. Yeah. I don't know how Kong Skull Island did, though. I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, uh, just a, a quick oh, a casting, casting what-ifs. Uh, you know, this was King of the Monsters. What other King actors might have might have <gasps> been good here? What about Samuel L. Jackson from Kingsman, The Secret Service? See now, it would have been I interesting. I love Samuel L. Jackson. It would okay, but Kyle, you got to hear my point. But he couldn't be. He yeah, couldn't he, be, could, he couldn't have been in here unless he played like the son of his character from Kong Skull Island. Uh, <laughs> that would have been really Good funny. Call. That would have been, or maybe he was a clone. A clone? Yeah, clone. Even better. Yeah, there we go. Or a mutant, a mutant of some sort. Uh, what about Jude Law from King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? I have no opinion on Jude Law. Uh, maybe Jude Law is um, Charles Dance, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that actually would have been fun. Kind of a younger, sexier Charles Dance. Even sexier than Charles Dance. 
He does. Uh, he does have a little possible? bit of an eco terrorist vibe. I don't know. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. Uh, what about Matthew I can see Broderick? Jude Law being an eco terrorist from no, the get him out of Lion here. King. Get Broderick out of here, man. From the get him Lion out. King. Nobody wants him. Get Who? him out. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. He's terrible. Give, give him the uh, <laughs> the other guy that makes a lot of stupid jokes. Oh, uh, the, the U.S. Other guy. With the glasses, Alex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I don't Sam know Coleman. Make him him. Actually, probably would have made a really good. That's, that's not that bad. <laughs> uh, what about Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King? Oh, give him the lead. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I agree. I agree. Give him the lead. <laughs> and what about Ed Harris, who starred in the film uh, just titled King? And it was actually a documentary about his life. And uh, how he abdicated the throne of England in order to pursue his passion. I mean, Ed Harris Ooh. legitimately could have been um, Charles Dance's character. <laughs> he could That's have been. True. Yeah, he would have been good at that. It's funny. Every time I say, oh, he's, he's lost his fastball or he's too old now and all this stuff, he'll show up in something and I'll be like, oh, he was pretty good in that. And he's like 80 something. Or how old is he? He can't be 80. Geostorm? Actually. He's good in that? He was not. Ernie Harris is not 80. No, no, no. That's, he seems. He just looks it. 69. Uh, no. Oh, Jesus. Useful, useful. How has he gotten so old looking? Wow. He's 69? 69. Yeah, 69. Hey, I want to say uh, Elijah Wood actually would have been good as uh, that Thomas Middleditch character, the the tech guy. The glasses guy? That Yeah, yeah. The tech guy. Uh, yeah, that glasses guy. Instead, instead, of, instead of Broderick? No, 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 not not uh, not Bradley Whitford. Uh, Thomas Middleditch is the the nerdy guy. Yeah, Middleditch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. About. Yeah, Elijah would have been good at that. So then, who's then who's Broderick going to be? Oh God! Who, oh, I thought you said he was going to be Bradley. Gets... He could be Bradley Whitford. He could be Doctor Rick Stanton. Just well, make one of those people that thinking. walked out of the helicopter and just died immediately. That's, <laughs> that's Broderick. <laughs> yeah, That'd be really right. funny. All right. He's like, hey, I th- I used to study worms in Chernobyl. Like, what are you talking about? And then, bam! You're like, evaporated. Oh, he could have been the he could have been the Stranger Things doctor that was at the beginning. Yeah, I, just, I like the idea been. that it's that it's like, oh, we discovered all these different like uh, titans, and they're flipping through a slideshow, and there's Matthew Broderick in like Chern- <laughs> the Chernobyl Center, the one that they're keeping in Chernobyl. He's yeah, like, he's kissing a worm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, and then I'm going to do now, Jamie. Yeah, you missed you missed a golden opportunity here. I thought at some point you were just going to say Don King, but you didn't. I didn't. I didn't because he's not an actor. And you I, blew this, it. this isn't a farce. Okay, it's a serious <laughs> oh, business. On. You don't think he could do it? You don't think he could do it? Maybe shock um, you? I 100 percent do not. Yeah, exactly. Is he? Is he? No. He's Didn't from he? Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. He's not dead. He's 88, he's not dead. Yeah. Well, he's definitely 80. <laughs> he's 88. Yeah. Not dead. He's six foot two. If you need anybody over six foot in the film. I don't know. I'm going to quickly You could have did in. Gods and Kings. That was a terrible movie from a couple of years ago. I'm going to quickly jump in. Can I jump in? Can I come in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Engage the Phantom. Thanks. <laughs> I think it must be still going, but Phantom Zone. And this was super easy. I actually used this as part of the joke one from The Abyss to go all the way around because I wanted to include both the 2014 film, which does feature a submarine, and this film, which features a submarine. So all listeners, go back and listen to The Abyss and see that sweet, sweet cycle. 
take a big old bite out of it and really just appreciate what I've done for you and all of us. I had wow, another thing you, I was going to promoting another episode. Get those listens up. Yeah, I, but I was going to do something else, but you know what? I'm not even sure we have time to do the other thing I wanted to do. Just do it. Who cares? <laughs> well, last week, what people got going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last, last week I did a little ointment special. I did a little topical correlation to what we were uh, watching. I compared it to the XFL. I felt like in this film, I want to talk about blockbusters and how it's kind of like the three point evolution in NBA where they kind of looked at three pointers and they were like, we can't just do three pointers. And then someone was like, but what if we did? Cause they are worth three points. And I feel like with these blockbusters that we have like transformers and like this one, they're like, we, well, it can't just all be jokes and monster battles. And then someone looked at it and said, but can't it? And now they have like transformers in this where it's just all jokes and monster battles. And people seem to eat it up for Marvel, but we may be coming to the point where they ask more of it. And they say, you know what? We also want a storyline that we care about. And we'll see if that, that trend kind of starts to go that way. We'll see. So pretty you quick. You can only hope, right? One would, th- one would think. I mean, I think the Transformers are the most egregious of this, where it's literally just like a comedian being like, <laughs> isn't this crazy? And then like a, a Transformer would destroy a building. And like that's yeah, all the movie is. Hot chick. Yeah, yeah. And then they, 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 they have the whole sex appeal thing too, where like it'll just flash between a Transformer destroying a building and Megan Fox like uh, in a, at a car wash or something. And that's like the two, two scenes they have in the film. And it sells, right? Uh, yeah. Ever seen the Transformers series? It's the best. <laughs> oh, man. All righty. All right. Is that all you got? That's all I got. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we have like 12 minutes left, but you know what? Maybe we'll go over an hour and a half. Maybe we'll get to two hours. Maybe we'll get to three hours. This yeah, let's not push it. Let's not push it. Uh, so anyways, I have been doing Kaiju Worldwide, and it would have been a no-brainer to end with Godzilla, the guy we've been talking about all month. But you've been listening all month, so why would I talk about that? Come on. Come on. Get out of your own head. You want to know more about us, Mm -hmm. obviously. On social media lately, I have seen some posts going around about movies, and while we do only cover submarine movies at the moment, season two trains coming your way, but... um, we do watch other movies from time to time. And so there are a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movie questions that allow you to peel back the layers of us and see who we are, what we prefer, what we like, what we hate, what we think might be not so great. And we're just going to go through these. I've asked all the guys to compile a list of their movies. So we'll just go alphabetically, and I will just start with a category, and then we'll go through, say a movie, and then move on to the next one. Sound good? No discussion, just saying it. You can discuss it. You can give a reason why. Let's pick and choose if we need... Yeah, I think that might be the might be the best way to do it is we pick and choose. Pick and if someone if you feel strongly about talking about the one the, the category, jump in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Three Zach. hour episode. Right. Exactly. Zach, me. What is it? I I'm gonna preface this with I totally missed this in the group chat earlier this week because my phone I had to re- factory reset it so I did this like five minutes before showtime tonight. All right. Good. 
So did I. Uh, but I'm not complaining or making excuses, Kyle. Just, Me too. Well, I'm not, just remember actually, that. I will even say I never did this. Wow. Great. <laughs> wow. I'll be calling on Jamie. All right. So, Zach, what yes. is a movie that you hate? Anything Marvel related. Mm. Anything. All of them? Anything. Even Doctor Strange. <laughs> never saw it. Like, never wanted the to. The first Iron Man ones were pretty good. Yeah, I, Iron Man 1 was pretty good. Throw it out. Spider Man 1. It spawned X Men 1 and 2, which in I know the film you haven't industry. Seen. What about Spawn? <laughs> never saw it. <laughs> now, what about, hey, I thought you liked that uh, Into the Spideyverse thing, right? Oh. Right. Uh oh. There we go. <laughs> rebuttaled rebuttaled me i did into the spider verse was a phenomenal animated film that i was that i was very surprised about oh let's just well, tag I know what two not categories. to call on you mm. for <laughs> okay so anything marvel asterisk spider-man into the spider-verse that movie's awesome john mulaney Any subs the pig and you say Nick Cage is in that too? Yeah, Nick Cage is in it. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, I think you texted me that night. You said, Kyle, Nick Cage is in this movie. You got to watch it. Speaking of Nick Cage, not to go off topic, I'll make this really <laughs> quick. Kyle, have you seen the script, like the, the premise of his movie coming out next year? Oh, it sounds phenomenal. I can't He's gonna wait to see it. going to be in a movie starring himself trying to get into a Quentin Tarantino film. And then the FBI hires him to like, Take on a terrorist or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Playing himself. That's awesome. I can't wait. I hope that that is in theaters. I'm going opening night. I hope there's a sub in it. <laughs> oh, my Maybe gosh. Maybe at that point a train. Great. I don't know. But That would be great. Um, Alex. Uh, the what? movie I hate is... No. Oh. We're going on to the next one. <laughs> or what do you Overrated. hate? What? You feel, really, you feel really strongly about this? What do you hate? Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yeah, why wouldn't we all chime Good in with pick. what we hate? And then, oh, we can do that. Well, that's the movie I hate. That movie sucked. It was terrible. Ryan Johnson did not do any anything good for the Star Wars series because of that movie. I did not like it. I hate it. Hmm. I'm going to give Alex a thumbs up. There we go. Thank you. Agree with all that. All right. Brom, what is a movie you hate? I said anything by Lars von Trier. If we need to be specific, I'll just say uh, Melancholia. Now, don't know what that is. So, elaborate. I feel like his movies are all like fart sniffer art movies that just really suck. They attract a certain crowd. I they agree do. with you. They do. Yeah. Yes, and we are not that kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are not sophisticates. Yes. I think he's a horny Jamie, old man. Maybe. That's I. I yeah, agree. I'm looking. I'm looking through his stuff, and I'm seeing like like Dogville. That was that was an okay film. A horny old man. <laughs> Jamie, do you have a movie you hate? Uh, yes, yeah, so it'd be a little film called Strange Wilderness. Strange <laughs> Wilderness may be the worst thing I've ever seen. It Zach is likes that one, right? The worst. <laughs> it is unacceptably bad. I will also say, uh, in a similar vein, uh, Grown Ups. And grown-ups, too. But mostly grown-ups. The first grown-ups is uh, actually like a lazy piece of garbage. Not Jack and Jill? No, that one's better. <laughs> that one's better. Man. Savage. Kyle, are you going to say a movie you hate? I will. I will. And that just made me think of a movie 
that I hated. I couldn't even finish. I hated it so much. There was a movie that we watched in college that was surprisingly <laughs> pretty great called Thanks Killing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they made Thanks Killing 3. It's like this weird puppet show. I don't understand. It's like Sesame Street with this killer turkey going around trying to find Thanks Killing 2 because the movie was so bad and nobody would air it. They wanted to destroy it. So he's trying to find the last copy. Great premise. Horrible. And then another movie that I really hate, I saw it in theaters, Sucker Punch. Oh, not, yeah, that one's awful. Sucker Punch good. is awful. Yeah. Zack Schneider. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, like off- it's like offensively bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. Uh, okay, on to the next category. Movies. So, so hold on a second. Can I can I just go back to the rules of this? Are we going through all of these categories? Because we will <laughs> literally have a right fucking five hour episode. I know we are. <laughs> yeah, we, are. <laughs> we we needed to start <laughs> saying the the movie. Yeah. All right. Just Quick. if somebody agrees, say like plus thumbs up or something. Sure. Disagree, thumbs yeah. down. All right. We'll go alphabetical order, which is Alex, Brom, Jamie, Kyle, Zach. Let's do it. Movie you think is overrated. Alex. Titanic. Hmm. Unacceptable. Jamie. Thumbs down. Um, you already skipped me. <laughs> yeah, I would also say thumbs down to that one. Brom, 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 Brom. Dark Knight. Thumbs See, down. See, that's also crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, I think like if you turn in terms of ones that have been reviewed pretty well, Jurassic World. Did you say Jurassic World? Yeah. Acceptable. Uh, for me, 300. Zach. This is overrated? Overrated. Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Movie you love, Alex. Uh, Interstellar. Brom? V for Vendetta. Thumbs up. Jamie? Anchorman. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Down. Thumbs, up. Thumbs down. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, for me, Tropic Thunder. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Zach. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Thumbs up. Ooh, thumbs nice. up. Yeah. Ten thumbs up. Um, Alex, movie that you can watch over and over again. Rat Race. <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Bro. Jesus. Billy Madison. Thumbs yeah, up. thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Jamie. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Thumbs up. Ooh, good one. Ooh. Uh, for me, it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. Uh, Zach. Dumb and Dumber. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Oh, look at that. We're all about the same thumbs up here. Uh, movie that made you fall in love with movies, Alex. The Fireman's Ball. What the hell is that? It's an old one, man. Okay. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to try to elaborate on it. Brom. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Jamie. Go with a little classic. My dad, when my mom would go out of town, my dad would start up the Star Wars trilogy on Betamax, and we would watch all three movies because uh, he had nothing better to do with us. Oh, so perfect. We just Thumbs up. Huh? Close up all the stuff, throw on those, that trilogy, and get to ta- go to town on it. Ooh. Man, that is good. Yeah, thumbs up. Good one. Uh, for me, Jurassic Park. Oh, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. that's a good one. I, I, I can't think of one right now. Thumbs Blank. down. Okay. Yeah, thumbs down, big time. Thumbs down. What the heck? <laughs> what about Godzilla? Come on. Uh, all right. Movie that changed your life, Alex. Uh, Godzilla 98. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> for, the, for the worst. Everything went down. Thumbs down. Thumbs uh, down. 
<laughs> Schindler's List. Found That's a up. good one. I would say Schindler's List is on the list of ones where it's it's better than you could even possibly imagine. <laughs> like it's a, there's a reason it's like top five film ever made kind of stuff. I, I didn't see that movie mm. until like last year for the first time ever in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. I made out there in it. No, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for change my life, it's kind of kind of an odd answer, but there's a movie called Grind. And when I was in high school, me and my friend, me and Patrick, and then uh, my friends would watch it all the time. And it's a really really bad movie, but it was the movie that we would watch together. And so it kind of was one of these things where we became really good friends, and still are very good friends watching this stupid movie called Grind. Thumbs down for breaking the rules. That's yeah. changed my life. Why is that changing my life? <laughs> I'm teasing. Will that be a part of season two? Movies that change your life? Uh, no, that would be skateboarding movies. So that would be season <laughs> seven or oh, something. So, Whatever. So it's ah, okay. Uh, for me, movie that changed my life. Started this podcast. Thank you to Alex Phantom. Good one. <laughs> That's true. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> we all change our answers to Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, how about you? No, I, I did write mine down. So I did have uh, Jurassic Park on this one. Yeah, Jurassic Park is oh. a good one. Thumbs up. Great movie. It, it changed my life because it kept me up for about a week straight when I was five years old. My dad <laughs> took me to see it. Oh, Doug. Scared the hell out of me. We lived in the woods at the time. <laughs> Man, it is a solid one. Uh, next on the list, movie that surprised me, Alex. Star Wars Rogue One. And, mm-hmm. a, and like a good surprise. Like I was blown away at how right, This good could it was. be good or bad. Thumbs up, just Alex. To preface that. Very thumbs yeah, up. That, yeah, Rogue One. That's Luke's funny. In a, in a similar vein for mine, I heard how bad this movie was. Finally watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. Solo. Mm, it's good. I like this it. going to be crazy, guys, because I was coming in with Solo. <laughs> I watched it for the first time. I was like, this is going to be shit. And I watched it. I was like, that was actually really fun. I like that. What, yeah, what, was, what was the yeah, problem? It's pretty good. In a similar vein to sub-movies, Destination <laughs> Tokyo blew me away. That's not the vein Did we're in right think- now, Kyle. I know. <laughs> Just I, an old movie like that from the, what was that, 1930s or something? I mean, did not think it would be that good. Surprised me. Zach? Um, a movie that surprised me was The Sixth Sense. Uh, the ending. Oh, oh this good one. Get it? Damn, guys. <laughs> Thumbs down to all you. <laughs> I will rebuttal with a thumbs down on you. Ooh. Oh, thumbs rebut- down, War. World War Brian about to kick itself off. <laughs> um, guilty pleasure movie. Alex. Uh, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh, I thumbs love Tokyo up, Drift. Big time. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up. Pitch Black. Mm. That's, a, that's a good one. Um uh, but can, can you skip over me for a second? I'm still trying to figure this one out. Uh, well, it's not going to be for long because Snake's on a Plane. Oh. Zach? Zach, how about I, you? I mean, when we say guilty pleasure, what are we saying? Like a movie a, that a might bad not be movie great, or a movie that, like a mediocre movie that oh, you love. I also want to say Kung movie? Pao, Enter the Fist. Dude, see, oh, Kung Pao. This would be great. like Strange Wilderness for you. But, I mean, I kind of want to say. D- is Hot Rod in here? Oh, yeah. Oh. I love Hot Rod. So that's that's like not a guilty rod. pleasure, though. I love Hot Rod. I love it, too. Well, what's guilty rod, pleasure, then? Titanic? Hot like Strange is, Wilderness, no, no. like a bad movie that you really love. I don't love. think Strange Wilderness is bad. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admit it's a bad movie, Zach. 
Yeah. Okay, strange yeah. wilderness. Strange wilderness. Oh, that's all right. Okay. And okay. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do uh, <laughs> Tango and Cash. All right. That movie that you've referenced multiple times that none of us really know. But watch Tango and Cash. No, I think oh, that we'll Cobra is the one I keep on mentioning. This is a difference of a lot film. of these things. Uh, favorite tearjerker, Alex. So, okay, again, favorite, or are we talking about like one that we see a lot and we think is funny? Not funny. You're not. What do you mean? Like you laughing, could. crying from laughter? Like, or, yeah, like laughing, crying. Well, okay. Rat race. So, like, <laughs> here, here's a couple of them. Independence Day. At the nice. end, when they finally. <laughs> That's true. It's a good speech and stuff. Does the speech get to you, Alex, every time? The speech gets me every time. <laughs> and then, sad click with Adam Sandler in it. God, thumbs up. Fucking good pick. I'm coming in with, I think, what is a pretty legendary tearjerker hardball. Thumbs down. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Mm. I'm just kidding. Wait, you guys don't, you don't like a. Uh... I'm, uh, for for a tearjerker category, it's it's up That's there. That's Keanu, right? Just yep. so I have the right movie in my head. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one with the team where they're like, "We're going to the, the baseball shit? team, inner yeah. city school"? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, this one's a tough one because I don't really watch too many rom coms except tongue in cheek. So I was going to say Here on Earth, uh, which is. Basically, like the mascot of the. Do you guys know I had a website? It's called BadMovieTwins.com. It's BadMovieTwins.com. Um, it's kind of like the, the mascot of it. And it's like basically the cheesiest rom com ever. So I'll do that one here on Earth. I've seen it so many times. I watch it every year pretty much. So is this a movie that's making me cry in general? Or. Yeah. Or maybe not you, because you're very tough, but maybe somebody who doesn't have the emotional um, okay. body armor like you do. So I took this, when I read this quickly, and I was, I'm a very sensitive man, Kyle. And um, I do not believe that. <laughs> when I was a child, one of the first movies I ever saw that I cried at, and I still tear up to this day, is um, The Land Before Time, when Littlefoot's mom dies, just shatters me like a mirror. Yeah. Wow, that's brave of you to admit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! oh. Yeah. I got, I got, I got mine. Um, what was that Pixar film? Inside Out. Bing Bong. It, Bing, Bing Bong. Bong. Bing, Bing Bong. Bong. That's does. the one. Because that's yeah. the one where I remember watching it. I, I was like, I watched it. I forget where for first time. I was like, oh, that was amazing. And then I forced my wife to watch it. And when Bing Bong was happening, she like <laughs> looked over at me and was like, "My God!" Because I was like literally on the verge of like I, I've like she could see like the tears welling up in my eyes as we watch Bing Bong uh, sacrifice uh, himself thumbs up really thumbs up Jamie oh, I yeah. cried during yeah. that I was, that one is it just really really hit me that one Bing Bong I just one. like I can't even watch the film anymore because I know I'm gonna cry Bing Bong was a sad scene yep. yeah oh man uh, for me kind of skipped over me it's fine this movie also surprised me came out somebody's been a little obsessed with it trying to keep it going star is born ah thought that was uh the end thumbs up like that movie (laughs) love that and final category movie i should have seen by now but have not alex uh dr strange love thumbs up I need to see it, seen it. I've never seen it. I know. Same. It's been on my list for a while. I've got a classic on my list, I'm going to say. Nice. I do, I do as well. A few. I'm going to give uh, Brown, you an answer you? you can't refuse. The oh, Godfather. Yeah, oh. 
Rocky. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> um, it's funny because I would say something similar. I've seen The Godfather, but I've never seen Godfather 3, and I feel like I should see it, even though it's considered not that good. Okay. Uh, me? Same with you, Brom. Godfather. I have not seen it. It's amazing. It was on TV. I was watching it just last night. It was on TV. I was and like, I can't stop watching this right now. He's about to go to the Italian restaurant. See, and I don't know. I don't know what that even means. (laughs) You don't even know the references. (laughs) No, not at all. I'm like, what is he even talking about? You guys have even mentioned in this. I haven't seen. I have it upstairs because there's another one I asked for for Christmas because I want to watch it. It's Schindler's List. haven't seen it. It's amazing. Really, really good. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're (laughs) a big Rafe Fiennes guy. Oh, yeah. And friend, Zach, friend of how the about show. you? Um, Citizen Kane. Oh, I need to see yeah, that. That's a, yeah, that's an oldie. Yeah. Okay, that took uh, forever, but <laughs> it's done now. So thanks, Kyle. On to the next thing. What is the next thing? Yeah, news. Oh God! Let's just skip the news. Yeah, let's skip the news. Let's skip my <laughs> countdown. My countdown is pretty shite as well. Just, just okay. I got an H.I. Sutton article. I'll see you real quick. <laughs> All right, the news, the is ba- news is back on the menu, boys. <laughs> news is back on the menu, boys. It's it's only one article, and I found it. It's by our guy H.I. Sutton, and it just came out today, earlier this morning. Wait, uh, what day is it? February the eighteenth. Oh my goodness. We just Fresh. dated the episode. I know. Yeah, we, we really just dated it. Yeah. But <laughs> Alex yeah, did. Whatever. Uh, do we, anyways, do we just want to start over? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I stopped recording. <laughs> just, just, tell, just tell me when, Kyle. And go. I want to hear this news. <laughs> Shut up. It's really yeah. not news. It's just it, it's H.I. H. Sutton doing what he does best and giving us up-to-date information around the world. And he's talking about how... Taiwan is now getting more subs. Vietnam, Taiwan and Vietnam. The Philippines now are starting to get more subs. It's basically just a whole article saying that if you have a submarine in your Navy now, you kind of have a little bit more power. and or, or I want to say a little bit, but a significant amount of more power than you did before. And I think especially in the like Pacific uh, island countries and so forth – having more underwater power is pretty strong. So Thailand's purchasing it. He goes on to list everything. He says Philippines hopefully aspires to operate them. <laughs> but Myanmar, Bangladesh, Taiwan, Singapore, Indonesia, I mean, he just goes on and on about all of these that finally have them. But the one thing that struck me the most is North Korea has an estimated 71 submarines. Damn. Which I think Building is pretty Building up that high. fleet. Yeah, but he did say... They're mostly dated, but still, huh. still pretty impressive. Right. I mean, you think about those diesel electric, so they can run almost undetected. Yeah. Well, and a I mean, little they... bit, a little word of caution for all you nations buying up these subs. You might not have used them before. Take a lesson from India. Shut the hatch. Yeah, try to close the door. Mm-hmm. Shut the hatch. Yep. Or... North Korea, don't get caught in a fishing net. <laughs> Good oh, one, yeah. Too. Forgot there about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Let's keep it moving. 
No more. No more news. Subs no done. No more. Do, 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 nope. Zach facts. Got it. It's Zach facts. Got it. When you're going. I got no facts. What? Is that a Zach fact, though? He got us. I, I got and nothing. smash cut. <laughs> I got nothing. You really don't have, any, you don't have any Zach facts? You could make something up real he quick. Is, like, he is... Out of the two hundred million dollar in front of us. Out of the two hundred million dollar budget, the post credit scenes were seventy five million. Boom, sack fact. That he just he just wants us to beg for it. You don't even need me, guys. That's it, right there. Please, one. Zach. Wow. Please give us the Zach wow. facts. At least one. Give us one Zach fact. Zach. One Zach fact. One Zach fact. He's one guys. I got home from work at five o'clock and asked if he wanted to play some escape from Tarkov and he said no he's getting prepared for the podcast that was three and a half hours before the podcast <laughs> that's Zach Facts that's, that's Zach Fact brewing time right there that is Zach Fact here's a good fact factory. in the Japanese dub version Ken Watanabe did his own voice boom nice fact. is that a Zach Fact or is that, is that a fact that's both oh well wait that's, what? Ken, that's Ken Watanabe's uh, cousin Ken Watanabe <laughs> whatever <laughs> Um, Bradley Whitford was given the script under the title Billy Madison 2, so he immediately signed on. Hmm. See, there you go. That's nice. a good one. Yeah. Charles Barkley was actually uh, cast as one of the uh, other Titans, considering his previous role as an opponent of Godzilla. Hmm. All right. Millie Bobby Brown was actually hired uh, thinking that it was Bobby Brown and was going to be per- performing uh, for the soundtrack. Nice. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. Come up with one. <laughs> Your turn, Kyle. <laughs> I was sitting there trying to think exactly. of anything, but all my, all my mind went to was like Tim Tebow, and I have no idea what? why. And I Originally, there's a post-credit scene where Tim Tebow is going to fight Godzilla, but they end up just throwing a football back and forth with each other. <laughs> oh. Because Tim Tebow's a good guy. They couldn't use any of the footage. Yeah. <laughs> but they couldn't use any of the footage. All right. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. That's that's it. That's it. That's all we got. That's, right. that's it. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.